right. All right. We are live, I think, <laughs> and recording. Woo. Sam was supposed to hit the record button. I don't know if she hit it in time. I think I did. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <sighs> it's the end of the year. It's literally the day before the end of the year, or I guess the day of the end of the year. I yes, don't know no. how that works. Uh, I don't know. I don't really. We're almost at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, it is by the time you're hearing that. I mean, technically right now it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, almost. Yeah. 12 minutes. Um, so by the time you're hearing this, it will be New Year's Eve for most of you. So I'm Joe. I'm Sam. We own Rad Junk, Rad Bar, and Really Rad Weekend. Um, Rad Junk is a retro video game store in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Rad Bar is an arcade bar also in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And Really Rad Weekend is a retro video game convention also in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And um, this is your was weekly, but the holidays and stuff kind of threw a wrench in that um, weekly podcast where we just talk about stuff going on in our lives. And it's sort of like a therapy session where we can just vent and complain and uh, <laughs> tell you things we don't like about stuff. And things we do like. Yeah. So it's not all one in here. Here we are. I'm tired. Yeah. Very tired. Usually um, when we're recording this, it's like midnight, you know, after we've been working and being abused by a three year old all day. Yeah, so. we have a uh a three year old tyrant. He's a terrorist who uh he's crazy. I don't yeah. know what else to say about that. Yeah, no, he's he's three. Anybody who has a three year old can relate. And if you can't, just they're insane. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's the end of the year. Um, it's been a long year. We're coming off Christmas right now. Um, it's part of the reason why we're tired. It's been crazy. Um, we had a good Christmas. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it was busy, but it was good. You yeah. know, we had we had some family in town, and also did our normal Christmas stuff with with the family that lives here. So that was that was cool. We you know, we had like four Christmases. Yeah, we had Rad Christmas, Radmas. Right, yeah, at the bar. That one was short. That one was you know, the quickest and easiest of all the Christmases, I think. Um every year with the employees, we all do like a secret Santa. So that's really fun. And the girls are always putting stuff in our we have a bunch of stockings up front for decoration and the girls always put stuff in it. It's really fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, Sam got me a rad, ra- or not Raiders, uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade sign. Um, it's kind of like a light box that was used at a rental store. I'm going to hang it up in the background somewhere. Um, this camera angle is temporary. Also, hello to our tw- our Twitch chat. Um, like we said, we're live recording the podcast, so we peek at the chat from time to time. So if we ignore you, I'm sorry, but we'll try to get to any questions that you guys throw in there, but hello all. Hello. Um, yeah, Sam got me a rad Indiana Jones light box. got some other stuff. I don't think I got any video game stuff this year. I don't think you did. Yeah. Which is interesting. That never happens. Yeah. Weird. Huh? See, and I did get video game stuff. Joe got me a Banjo-Kazooie vinyl and Bombfunk Cyber Rush physical copy. I almost pulled a Joe. We were at Best Buy like 
I don't know, a week before Christmas. And I was like, you know what? If they have physical copies of this, I'm going to buy it. Joe's like, don't buy anything before Christmas. Yeah, she tried to buy it. He never says that to me. I had ordered it weeks and weeks ago. And I was like, well, they have a PS5 copy. Maybe I'll get that because they were out of Switch copies. And he was like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't, though. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's Um, like, you should wait for it on the Switch (laughs) because he bought it for me. Yeah, and then the Banjo-Kazooie vinyl is signed by the composer, which is cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is cool. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I hope you all had a great Christmas. Um, I'm looking at my show notes on my phone because we're recording on my laptop right now, so we're juggling. It's uh, not fun. Um, right after Christmas, or I guess right maybe right before Christmas, um, my analog duo came in, which I rec- recorded. I ordered the analog duo a while back. And what the analog duo is, is an FPGA, um, turn your mic that way. an FPGA, uh, sort of like emulation device that plays turbo graphics and PC engine games, as well as the CD games. And, um, it's rad, but I'll talk more about that when we get to the uh, Q&A section, because there's a question about it where I can go more in depth. And then now it's, we're just going to jump right into the end of the year (laughs) because it's the end of the year. (laughs) So this year has been rough. The past few years have been rough. Yeah. This year's been exceptionally rough for a lot of people, but uh, it's had its ups and downs. There's been some good moments and some bad moments, and uh, I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah, I feel that. I keep seeing this meme going around. It's like, yeah, y'all, I don't see anybody saying 2024 is going to be my year. Y'all, maybe y'all learned this time. (laughs) Like, nah, we're going to, we're going to keep believing that 2024 is going to be better, right? Yeah, I think we're going to keep believing that, but I don't know if... uh, (laughs) It's only up from here. It should be. It should be. But it's one of those things where it's like every year's kind of... It's always going to have its ups and downs, and like sometimes it's just a matter of which ups and downs you want to consider ups and downs. Sure. (laughs) Sam's just got nothing tonight. Like... (sighs) Yeah, we got to start doing these earlier. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think every year's like that. You just got to pick what you're going to focus on. All right. Well, how about this? What was your favorite moment at the bar this year? Hmm. That's tough. We had a lot of good moments at the bar. I think I liked... I think I liked a prom this past year where we made Adam prom king. Oh, God. I barely remember prom. That might have been in my top moments of this year. I don't know. Red prom is like my favorite thing that we do at the bar. And like, I don't know. It's just really fun. Okay. And everybody's always like, I don't know. I think people don't read the event where we say we're going to crown a prom king and queen. And then we just do that. And people are always like really shocked 
and surprised about it when they're like, oh, my God, I'm prom king and I just won 50 bucks. I don't know. Maybe it's more than that. I don't remember. But yeah, I think we do more than that, but I can't remember exactly what. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it, it's just always really fun because imagine going to an event and then you're suddenly a prom queen and you had no idea that that was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to lean back because our audio is being weird. Um, we need a new table. If anybody wants to donate to the table fund, the table fund. <laughs> we need a new table to Bits do this for podcast. tables. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, I don't even know what my favorite thing at the bar was this year. <laughs> that I'm thinking about it. Um, Ratter Day was a good time. Ratter Had a lot Day of fun with that. Time. Um. I don't know. Maybe the part where we painted a mural on the side of the wall. Yeah, at I mean the bar. that was a that was a big that was, one. That was a good one for me. Um, yeah, I like the mural a lot. That's a we've been planning on doing that for a while, so it's a pretty pivotal moment for us. I say pivotal, like it was course changing, but I mean that was always the course. Um, I don't know. Prom was good. Halloween was great. I like the EV costumes. Oh yeah, that we was up it. there for like top moments for me. Um, okay. What was your favorite moment at the shop? Hmm. I don't know, man. That's tough. Cause there were a lot of good moments at the shop too. I mean, what immediately comes to mind was last week when I got that absolutely beautiful NES collection in with the sealed games. Um, that was your top moment? Like, I don't know. It doesn't have to be a trade-in. I I mean, I'm sure that there, there were more. I just... I got to think about that one. <laughs> that one was just the most recent, just like, oh. I think one of them was having Kelsey Lewin and Ian Ferguson behind the counter. That was pretty good. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that. Oh, I have <laughs> something to that point. So I was talking to my sister and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm always been out of town. I've been at the shop almost every day. You know, I'm just worn out, whatever. And she was like, don't you have more employees? And I was like, what? And she's like, I saw the video with the guy and the girl behind the counter. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> no. My sister doesn't. I mean, she's she's not in this in this scene, so she had no idea. But she's like, no, the the cute girl and the guy behind the counter. And I was like, oh god, no! I wish, I wish they worked at Rad Junk. That would be amazing. But no, no, no. Yeah. So for those <laughs> that don't know, we filmed a short where Ian and Kelsey were behind our counter, and I said, oh, our new employees need a lot of training. And uh, you know, obviously they yeah. don't. Um. <sighs> yeah, that was a good one. Um. I don't know. I like when me, you and Molly just have to do anything random. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we have to make a random trip or we have to like, didn't something happen where we had to like reorganize the store? We did clean out the back room. Um, Which we need to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, I don't know if it's quite close to store worthy, but cause it's mostly just, stuff of yours that you've acquired from Greg at trade night. Um, 
That's a small fraction. That's a bunch of it. No, it's not. I went through it the other day. And just broken Xboxes. So many broken Xboxes. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else. I think that like... <sighs> I swear me and Molly had to do something like super random one time this year. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I feel like me and Molly have had to do a lot of really random yeah. stuff. But I mean, there's lots of memorable moments. Um, we try to make it memorable. I really like doing the podcast now. I like doing, you know, all the media stuff that we're doing. You and Molly are killing it on that front. Um, TCB in the chat asks, plans for new year's uh we're gonna be at rad bar yeah this is our shameless plug we're gonna be at rad <laughs> bar for emo new year's eve we're uh we did emo new year's eve last year and it was so much fun that we're doing it again and i'm very excited for that so yeah it'll be a good time if you want to put on some eyeliner and skinny jeans and come listen to some emo music this is your chance yeah. um yeah i don't know there were a lot of moments and like i put that in the show notes because i would thought that like maybe something would jump out in my head as like very specific, but I don't know. <laughs> this year's kind of been a blur. It really We've done has. a lot of stuff. We've done a lot of conventions. Um, we've done a lot of like restructuring at the store. Um, Sam's done a ton of repairs. Molly's instituted some systems that work really well for us. Um, just overall. And, I think that we're in the right trajectory now to really like do the things that we've wanted to do for a long time. And we have a really cohesive team and it's just, you know, same thing goes for the bar where everything's finally in that groove and rhythm of running well and operating smoothly. And that's always good. So now we can focus on doing some new stuff and continuing to go from there. Yeah. 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 Wow, 2023 wasn't that bad. <laughs> would really add to the. Uh, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a treasure to this podcast. <laughs> let me tell you. All right, Sam wanted me to talk about game of the year. I mean, we're doing a podcast on. It is now officially New Year's Eve, the last day of the year, and I feel like we have to pick like. It's standard procedure to pick your favorite game that you played this year. I couldn't even remember what came out this year. I can't remember if I got my analog pocket this year or last year. There's a cat. Get down, cat. Bartleby, what was your game of the year? Um, I can't remember if the Steam Deck came out this year. I think that was last year. Was it? Oh, God. I don't even know. This year has been simultaneously the longest and the shortest year. I don't know how that how that works out, but get down, please. <laughs> but that's where we're at. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll go first then. It, it was kind of tough because you know there there were a lot of good games that came out this year. You know, Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin Four. Look, you're gonna laugh at me for that one, but. I loved it. I'm not laughing because I don't even remember these coming out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, my game of the year, though, and, you know, hopefully I don't get canceled for this. It was Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah. You played through that. I loved it. 
it was... It was a shame you couldn't beat the last boss and I had to do it for you. Whatever. (laughs) (sighs) I beat the game. And I don't know. It it was the first game in a long time that I, I felt like I really needed to finish and play. And like... I don't know. I was I was really into it. So I'm I'm gonna give it that. That was mine. I don't know what I've played this year. Um okay. <laughs> Let's see. You played Starfield? I did play Starfield. Um I only put like twelve to fifteen hours into it. I really enjoyed it. You know what I bet your game of the year is? Hmm. Luck be a landlord. It's up there. <laughs> Um, I definitely like that game. I don't know if it came out this year, but I played it a lot this year. Started playing it on the Steam Deck, and then they released a mobile version. It's kind of like my, uh, my fall asleep game. Um, there was another one. (laughs) I mean, if mobile games get to count, then Pikmin Bloom is definitely. I spent way too much. That's fair. Way too much time on that. There was something else that I played a lot of, and I'm just like blanking. Um, wow, wow, guys, this shows where the state <laughs> of my brain is. Um, that's also why we haven't uh, <laughs> done yeah, this in a it's while. It's been a, a rough couple of weeks, and our kid is sick again. So, <laughs> you know, it might actually be okay. If we're going to talk about games in general. Foo Fighters Pinball is really, really good. I love that game. It's one of my favorite purchases that we've made for the bar. Um, But also, a game that we don't have that I played a lot of at Expo was Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Labyrinth was amazing. And Pulp Fiction. So if I can choose a pinball, it would either be... It would be one of those three. Labyrinth, Pulp Fiction, or... Uh, Foo Fighters. Those are all very good. If it had to be a video game, I'd have to say Luck Be a Landlord. Like, hands down, that's what I put the most time into. But there's other games that I've played, and it's a lot of games that I've gone back and played on older systems, like Race Days on Game Boy is one that I discovered this year that I really liked. Um, Man, I feel like there was something else that I played that I really enjoyed, but I obviously didn't enjoy it that much if I can't remember it. But this year has felt so long that I can't remember everything <laughs> that we've played. Um, yeah, I think video game-wise, luck be a landlord. I do want to jump back into Starfield, and I've also had the urge recently to resub to WoW um, just to explore and you know mess around with that. But I don't want to sit in my computer cave like this room and like separate myself from my family. I'd like to sit down and play with a controller. Um, I've also played a lot of Peggle this year because my kids really into Peggle too. Peagle. Yeah. He calls it Peagle. It's really cute. <laughs> um, TCB in the chat says the new star Wars game was really dope and I would like to play that. Yeah, I would too. It's um, on my list. I know it started out a little rough, but they patched it and it seems to be better now. So that might be one that I finally play. Um, yeah, it's tough to choose a game of the year because there's just there's so much and like there's so many games coming out. Like I I keep buying games on Steam and adding to my wish list. Um, 
and then I just don't play them. This wall behind this us. This wall behind For those us. Of you watching on Twitch. Yeah. Um, I go back to a lot of games that I've already played a lot of times, like Sapphire on PC Engine. Um, I played a lot of Lords of Thunder the other night, and I really like that game. It's brutal, but I love it. Um, I don't know. Were there any games that you played that you were really disappointed with? Hmm. Hmm. I had to think about that. I don't know. To be honest. I Okay, Diablo 4. Was that disappointing? A little I thought bit. you liked it. So I did, and I got bored with it pretty quickly. I'll be honest. And I don't know. I chose Barbarian because I played Barbarian Diablo 3, and I really liked it. And then in 4, it was just... I don't know. I got to like level 30 and I was like, ah, I just don't want to play with this character anymore. I'm bored. But then I'm going to have to start over if I choose a different type. And I, I just don't want to do that. So I didn't. And I haven't played it <laughs> since. That's and fair. Tears of the Kingdom came out at the same time. So I played that instead. Okay. Yeah, and so and maybe maybe Diablo Four is the one that I was I was really into it for a minute there, and then that fizzled out really quickly. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I would point out as like a game that disappointed me, and <laughs> I can't I can't remember. My brain is going like this is it. This is the end. No, oh, that's okay. I, I can remember like four games that I played this year. I played more than that, but there's just like the big ones that stand out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, man. yeah all right. All right. I'll, next, next I'll, topic. I'll play some more games soon. I will. I allegedly, I really want to play tape to tape. It's like a hockey roguelike. It looks super fun. Um, I added it to my Steam wish list today, so I'd remember to buy it tonight after the boy went to bed. It's only like fifteen bucks, but it looks neat. Um, and then I got uh, it's like Death to Dead or something like that. Another roguelike. It's got some puzzle elements. It looks like so. I'll play some more games, and we'll get back on that stuff soon. Let's see what else have we got in our notes. Here's a good one. What's your beer of the year that we've had at the bar? Huh. <laughs> That's a tough one. Did Cherry Fandango come out this year? Uh, Maybe. Was that this year or last year? I think that was this year. Because... Might have been tail end of last year, but it was... Because if that one came out this year, then that's the one. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to have to think about it. That was like the first like immediate thing that came to mind. What about you? So mine didn't come out this year, but it was re-released this year. 
and it's the cotton candy IPA. Oh yeah. Hands down. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I feel like there was another yeah, one too. Yeah, you're right about that one. That was like a uh one of the a la mode beers from Untitled Arts that Arlene and I really liked. See, I just those White Claw Challenge. <laughs> That's always my favorite. The the Untitled Art Stouts are just always way too sweet for me. I just end up not loving them, but the sour, they, they had a cherry pie one that was really good. I'm just, maybe really, that's what I'm thinking of. I want the cherry beers to be good so bad. I don't know. There was also, um, that pineapple soda one. Oh yeah. The, uh, it was really good. What was that called? It was called like pregame. No, I think we still have it. Don't maybe we? it is called pregame. I don't know. Unbranded makes it and it's like a pineapple sour, like pineapple soda sour. I don't know. It was really good. That was a good one. Um, uh, hmm. I feel like there was one more that I was like, this is real. Did we, we get a, a, did we get a white grape seltzer? We got a white grape sour. We did. We got like a purple grape seltzer. It was like maybe the, that's what uh, I'm thinking like of. The dad seltzer. Yeah, yeah. That one was good. I don't even like grape flavored stuff, and I I did like that one. Um, man, that that's tough because we've had a lot of good beers. Yeah, I feel like there was another like lactose sour too that we got. I'm gonna shameless. I'm gonna shameless plug right now, but Rad Bar gets you know we're getting at least five new beers a week. Not this week. You only got four. Well, we got four this week because we have a lot of a lot of backstock, but usually, you know, the very bare minimum four new beers a week. You know, times fifty two weeks. It's a lot of beer. So it's kind of tough to remember. But we get a lot. We got a lot of really cool stuff. And you know, they're not all winners. Um No, they're not, but I mean there's always something for somebody. Yeah. Just because we don't like it doesn't mean you won't. That's so. true. Like we got, because I've been on the thing with the cherry beers and we got one that was like, I don't know, it was like a cherry Belgian and that it tasted like straight up cough syrup. Oh no, that <laughs> one was good. I hated it, but we sold out of it and we sold out of it relatively quickly. Um, somebody was mixing it with Sprite. They said it tasted like lean. So. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, just be. <laughs> but that oh sold God. a lot of them because apparently people want to drink lean. Of but, course they did. You know. Um, I feel like we got a key lime pie beer, too. That was good. We, yes. I think there were several. Because every time there's a key lime pie beer, I order it. Hmm. Mm, yeah. The cats are being weird. Yeah, that's nothing new. All right. right. So, what was your number one beer? What'd you say? Uh, it was Cherry Fandango. If that okay. was, if that was an option, mine was a Cotton Candy IPA from Untitled Arts, which I think we still have on draft. I don't know if we have any left. Hopefully. All right. So, moving on. We've already kind of talked about this. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty four? Just in general. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. 
Getting some more merch for the shop and for the bar. You know, our new our new 2024 line dropping soon. Yeah. Um, Got a lot of merch ideas. Um, I need Canada to come over to the house next week so we can go over some designs. Looking forward to... You know, we got some stuff planned. Really rad weekend, 2024. Yeah. It's a week earlier this year. Yeah. Um... That we're gonna go to SoCal Gaming Expo. Oh yeah, we'll be in uh, Pasadena in June, right? Is it June? I think so. Cool. I don't know. We got tickets, so we're gonna go to a, a gaming convention just to go and not be vending or putting it on. So that's wow. gonna be cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a change! Ah, just the first time ever. Um, so that's that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, rad family trip. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more repairs too. Yeah. We've got some stuff that can finally get through. Really want to like do some stuff at the shop too that's like, you know, we're going to create some more content but also just make it more fun cuz I feel like we're at the point where we just we've always kind of been different and unorthodox, but you know, now we can kind of really just do our thing and you know, it's fun. I, I want to have more fun in 2024. Yes, please. Less like revamping and rebuilding and trying to fix things and more of like innovation and just being. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying <laughs> it a little bit more. Um, more pizza parties for all of our employees. Oh, yeah. Just me, Sam and Molly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think. I think that's a big goal is to like make the shop more fun and I want to finish out the CRT wall and build some new things and do some more videos because I really like the content that you and Molly are putting out and I wish the cat would stop jumping on the table. Bartleby's looking forward to more podcasts in 2024. Yeah. Well, yeah. <coughs> it's going to be good. Yeah, and then I think at the bar, I'm ready to rotate out some games, so I'm going to pull some stuff out of the trailer. Um, (laughs) For me, it's slapping Chef Andrew in the knee. Um, I don't know. I've got... The bar, I want to swap out some games. I I want the girls to do some more artwork in there. The cat's causing chaos. Of course. Can't record anything without anybody being crazy. No. Yeah, I think that 2024 is going to be solid. And we're going to get some stuff done that we've been wanting to do. Yeah. So that's a a big positive. We've got lots of aesthetic things that I want to do, both both in the shop and the bar. So me and Ken will get on that. Yeah, so... Now, moving on, this section of the show where we talk about our market report, and it's essentially where I tell you what's been selling well at the shop over the past week, uh, where we kind of see the market going, what we see you know, being phased out, being phased in, all of that. It's kind of a recap of just shop stuff. So, in the past seven days, our top sellers are Game Boy games, 3DS hardware specifically, NES games, DS games. And PS3 games. And I mean, that's pretty much what we've been talking about. 
uh, as far as the direction of everything going for the holidays and how it goes almost every single year. <laughs> you know what it would be if we had them in stock? What? Wheeze. Yeah. And Guitar Hero controllers. Oh, my God. <coughs> I get like 10 calls a day from people asking for Guitar Hero controllers on any console. It doesn't matter what. They just want it. And they will pay whatever. They'll pay whatever for it. Yeah. Um, Wii's have been the surprising one. It's been the year of the Wii, or at least the past six months of the Wii. Yeah. And I see that continuing strong into 2024 and probably going to maintain through the end of 2024. Um, Wii console availability is starting to decrease. I mean, you know, there's tons out there, but like disk drives are starting to go, stuff like that. And we can repair them. But it's one of those things where we're selling them as fast as we get them. And uh, people still want them. Well, uh, good. It's odd because I don't know. You know, Wii's like they've always sold decently well, just because people always want them. But we were taking in, you know, taking them in way more frequently than we were selling them. So you know, I had a shelf of them in the back, and three days before Christmas, we were just completely out, and. I had people constantly, every day, you know, probably five, six people a day asking me for Wii's. So if if we had had Wii's, that would have been at the top of the report. Yeah, I think so too. And obviously Guitar Hero stuff, I mean, that's just been popular for the past couple of years. It's hard to find. Um, maybe that's one thing I'll do in 2024 is figure out how to repair Guitar Hero controllers. Yeah, we got a bin of them. Yeah, so I'll uh, get to work on that. But outside of that, everything else is pretty much in line with every other Christmas. Um, People always want handheld gifts and then NES because it's the nostalgic look of the cartridge, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Like, it doesn't matter if they're going to play it or not. They want that on the shelf. Yeah, we saw plenty of NES games, like games throughout the year, but consoles are, not that we don't sell them, but they're not like flying off the shelves any other time of year. Except Christmas, like, I'm out of NESs too, which is another thing that I had, you know, a shelf full of. But Christmas time, I swear, people people want them. Yeah. Like, buying them for their dads and stuff. And I didn't pull a year-over-year report yet um, for this month, but sales numbers seem to be up or on par with last year. So It's been busy. Yeah, it's been super busy. And then uh, it's continued to be busy even after Christmas because now people have Christmas money. Yep. They want to get stuff or they got a console for Christmas. So they want to buy games and accessories. And that's just a trend that we see every single year. And, you know, it's good to see that it's still strong and that'll continue through tax time. And then, you know, we'll have the summer lull and then right back at it. So also maybe related, maybe not. Yeah. Everybody likes to talk about like the fall of GameStop and how nobody goes to GameStop anymore. And GameStop is about to go out of business, whatever. I have had so many people in the past. I mean, we always get referrals from GameStop, but like in the past two weeks, it has been just an insane amount of people. And we've gotten a ton of new people in and like half of them, I think, came from GameStop. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Funny enough, the next little uh, note that I had in our show notes was tons of new customers. And when I say tons of new customers, I mean (laughs) an ungodly amount of new people that not just from GameStop referrals, but just in general. And it's, it's wild. Um, 
I think I saw one or two repeat customers yesterday and I was slammed. So it was, it was crazy. Um, and it's good to see that because there's a lot of people that I talked to that were like, Oh yeah, I'm just getting into it. And it was all people that were collecting for like Xbox or PS2 and stuff like that. So it definitely shows the shift as well from console to console and generation to generation as far as what people collect. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, every, every couple of years, there's like a cycle, you know, of people, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people in it for the long haul. I mean, we're some of those people, but there's a lot of people that, you know, they're in it for two or three years and then they kind of get rid of everything and then they, they move on to something else. And then, you know, we get a whole new round of new, new collectors and new, you know, people who were just getting into it. And I think we're at that, that period of the cycle of the turnover. Yeah. I could see that. Cause we're, we're I'm seeing a lot, a lot of new faces and a lot less of, a lot less of my regulars lately. And maybe it's because it's the holiday season, but that is part of it. Um, I don't know. And we're starting to see the military turnover where we're yeah. about to get new people. Yep. People are leaving and we've got new people coming in, which is good. Um, and it's so many new people. <laughs> so many, which is good. I'm glad. I'm telling you, the amount of people this, this week alone that have been like, yeah, no, GameStop sent me over because I went there looking for a PlayStation 2 AV cable. Or hey, something. did you know that Trade Night's next week? Oh, yeah. That is next yeah, week. Yeah, you huh? forgot, didn't you? You didn't make the event. No, I didn't. Trade Night's next week, so that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think Molly, no, maybe she didn't. I don't know. Molly's been making the event, so I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up the shop section. I mean, there's not much we can say other than it's just been busy. Yeah. I mean, this, that's kind of why we're destroyed a little bit. Um, yeah. Molly's out on vacay, which is fine. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it would have been busy regardless if she was gone or not. Yeah. It's just... Holy crap. This season is, <laughs> it's been too, it's been a lot of people, um, interestingly enough that come into the store and they don't necessarily know what they want. And I don't mean that as in, they are just window shopping or being indecisive. It's like, they just know they want retro games and they want you, they want you to walk them through what they're going to buy, which is fine. No, no, it's not. It's not a bad thing because, you know, we're we're in this because we love games and we love helping people. But when you're the only person in the store and there's 20 other people in the store who also want you <laughs> yeah. to sell them everything, it, it it is tough. Well, the interesting thing about that is what I was trying to bring up is that people just know that they want to be in the hobby, but they don't know where they want to start. Sure. And it used to be clearly defined where like people would want to start with what they had as kids or what they didn't have as kids and then go from there and build that collection. Now it's just like, Hey, I sucked up this knowledge on YouTube and I just know that I want to get into it. What's the best place to start? And there's lots of good options right now. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about it on previous episodes, but like the Xbox is a good place to start. Game boy is always a great place to start, especially if you don't mind going through some of the more obscure stuff. Um, things like that. So it's cool to see people getting into it that are excited that don't know exactly. They aren't grounded or super fans in any single area. So it's not like a bunch of Sega people or just Nintendo people. 
It's just people in general that want to play. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, but let's get into our Q&A for a little bit. Trying to hit the one hour mark on this episode. We're tired. I think we'll be able to do it. Yeah. So uh, every week what I do is I ask if people have questions to ask us about pretty much anything gaming related or store related or convention or bar or whatever um, on our different social media platforms. And I do it for my personal account. I haven't really pushed the podcast on the business pages at all. I probably should do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever post about it. Um, but you know, if you want to drop a question in there, you know, either comment on YouTube or find me on blue sky or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of that crap that's out there. Um, but our first question comes from Aaron on blue sky. Aaron's really into pinball. Yes. How long till pop punk is the next big pinball market? <laughs> Not soon enough. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know that that's going to be a thing, but I sure freaking hope so. Um, I don't think it's too far off, to be honest. So the thing with pinball, and we've talked about this a lot, is the licensing and the properties have always been, especially the music stuff, has been geared towards older people. Um, cause that's the primary demographic for pinball because those people have money. However, you're seeing a lot more people get into the hobby that are our age, uh, you know, mid twenties to mid thirties. And I think that they are going to start. I think Foo Fighters was a step in the right direction. Well, that's not pop punk or even punk rock or anything like that. It shows that they are trying to, um, go towards an audience that's slightly younger. And I know it's like dad rock or whatever, but it's not the same as like guns and roses and iron maiden and things of that nature. So maybe we'll start seeing some younger musical properties that will then break into that territory. Um, I don't see, I don't think we'll see like a blink One Eighty Two or something like that pinball for a while. If ever, um, I could see a company like Stern going over a more mainstream radio style, quote unquote, punk rock band. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the first step in that direction would be something like Green Day. Yeah. I mean, Blink-182 would also fall into that. They're on the radio. I know they're on the radio, but I feel like when you're, when you're talking about licensing specifically, I feel like you'd see a license like a green day before you would see a blink one a two themed pinball machine. Maybe. Um, Travis Barker's married to a Kardashian. So yeah, but like if you think about like green day, they had like American idiot, which was a whole like ballad, like story of an album. Yeah. They could theme an entire pinball around that. Um, Whereas a lot of the pop punk bands that we would think of, you don't think of like an entire basis. I mean, there's like mass appeal, right? Like my chemical romance would be a great one. I know it's not pop punk. I don't even know what category that falls under these days. I don't either, but I I would buy it. I could see that being one. That would be a good one. (laughs) 
Um, like Blink-182 would be a great band to do that with, but you'd have to do something similar to Foo Fighters where you made the theme of the game based around something unique and yeah. new for Blink-182. Yeah, you get like the Matt Skiba multi-ball something. What? <laughs> He's not even in the band anymore. What? Um. Okay, yeah, no no Blink-182 pinball, you're right. I was just thinking about like the mass appeal, I guess, of the band. Marketability. That's what I'm saying. Like easy for that. But designing the game, maybe not so much. But right. I, I mean, I don't know. They made a whole, they made pinball for lots of bands that, don't have like a a story. <laughs> I don't know, man. I know that like you're just wishing for a Blink One Eighty Two pinball machine, but I just think <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, if they put a well, if they put okay. a pinball machine out there based on like punk rock sure. or like something from that era, the people that they're slowly getting away from, which are the older people, would be more apt to buy a Blink or a Green Day pinball machine okay. versus all a Blink One Eighty Two. I think we're still a long way away from pop punk era of music because I don't know. I mean, we just got like Foo Fighters is probably the youngest music pinball we have. Right. Yeah, I think so. And that's still pretty like later millennials Gen X. I think we'll sooner see like a Daft Punk pinball than we will a pop punk pinball. I would love a Daft Punk pinball. Me too. But also, like, why not a ska pinball? Because nobody likes ska. Can we get a Mighty Mighty Boss Tones pinball? I would also Or a love Real that, Big Fish but, pinball? But, you know, I that's that's going to be tough. What they need to do is just make a Tony Hawk Pro Skater pinball. Dude. And then... <laughs> oh, that would be great. I think I talked about this before. I can't remember, but I think a Tony Hawk Pro Skater pinball... And then have the soundtrack like active. Dude, Tony Hawk's got mass appeal. Everyone knows. That's who what Tony I'm saying. Hawk is. No, I'm for this. I'm pro, 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 pro skater. You could do some kind of shot that's like a 900, and it's like a double ramp, a two and a half. Oh yeah. It's got an entry, and then like the exit is two and a half turns later. Yeah. I don't know stuff like that, but uh, I like Sam said. I think we're a ways off, but I don't see it being outside of the realm of possibility. I'm just wondering if like, I don't know, because the popularity of pinball is kind of ebbed and flowed, right? Like it was huge in like the 80s and earlier than that. And then I feel like in the 2000s, it kind of dropped off a bit. And maybe I just say that because I personally wasn't into pinball, but oh, I, I, I don't feel like it was off. as widely it's big as it is like right now. Like it's, yeah. it's making a comeback. It's already made the comeback. I don't know what I'm I talking about. I do feel like I was trying to like stay away from pinball in this episode, but I, <laughs> I feel like prices are starting to come down a little bit. They are. I don't see as many outrageously priced, uh, games. Sure. At this point. Um, there's a few that still hold like Jersey Jack pirates. Um, and some other stuff, but I don't know. I, I guess the point that I was trying to make was like 10 years ago, there wasn't pinball in every single bar, right? And now we're at a point where 
I don't know, 60% of the bars and places that you're going to have at least one pinball machine. And in 10 years when you haven't seen that since the eighties and early nineties. So in 10 more years when it's, you know, the people our age are then older with the pinball money and it's time to have pop punk pinball machines. Is it going to still be as relevant? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. And, you know, in past episodes, I think like two or three episodes ago, we talked about like dream pinball machines or like properties that would be good to make new pinballs. Talked a lot about things that would appeal to the younger generation, like Nicktoons and just a 90s themed one. Taylor Swift pinball. Stop. Um, Jesus. I mean. Fine. Okay, moving on. No more (laughs) pinball. The next question comes from Nate. Uh, Nate asks, now that you have a bit of hands-on with the analog duo, what's your initial take? Also, are we going to see maybe content that deep deep dives into it? So um, as far as the content goes, I'll probably do a little bit, um, especially if we start streaming again. I might do like a top 10 turbo graphics and PC engine games from my perspective. Um, Cause I really like that console and that hardware. I think that talking about the analog duo. So I got it. Um, I opened it up. It was nice packaging as always. This is going to be like my quick review overview of the hardware. It's uh, I got the white PC engine variant. So mine got here like a week later than everybody else's and uh upon initial opening it's smaller than i thought it would be it's a nice piece of hardware um it took a minute to set up because the it doesn't come with a controller and instead of using my wired pc engine controllers i bought the 8-bit do uh turbo graphics controller like months and months and months ago i think the same day i pre-ordered the analog actually and uh, that had a couple hurdles as far as like having to do some forced firmware updates to make it directly compatible with the duo. And then uh, to enable scan lines and certain features, you had to have an SD card in the duo, which also had a firmware update I had to do, which doing the firmware updates wasn't hard. It was just one of those things where it was like, oh, okay, I did this one thing and now I got to do another thing. Whatever, you move on. Um, but once I got everything hooked up, I hooked it up to the big TV in our living room, which is an 86-inch LG. Um, it's 4K, 120, whatever. Um, and it looked great. I played Sapphire right off the rip. Uh, played it fine. CD drive was a little noisy when it was like sucking in the disc because it's slot load, um, not a tray. And then uh, it looked gorgeous. I enabled scan lines, which was great. Um, the whole thing just, you know, it performed well. My cat is in front of the camera right now. Come on, kitty. Get down. Come on. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the... Gameplay was fine. I experienced no lag and no audio issues. I know some other people in like the groups have reported some things like that. Um, I didn't get any of that. 
scan lines, the artificial scan lines, like there's a uh, Sony Trinitron filter and it looks so good. Like I usually hate artificial scan lines, but this looks a little more quote unquote organic. And, um, after that I've put in Lords of Thunder, which also played great. However, I discovered during Lords of Thunder that in the current firmware for the duo, there are no save states. So you can't save on the fly um, with like a virtual save state and then reload as of yet, but that's coming in a firmware update, which analog has been pretty decent about that with like the pocket and stuff like that. Speaking of which, uh, pocket firmware 2.0 came out the other day, I think on Christmas, and I have yet to load that. But uh, Lords of Thunder, play great. That's also a CD game. And then I switched to some card games, and I can't remember what I played on card. I know it was another shooter, but card performance was fine, um, both American and Japanese. Um, overall, no issues. I really like the unit. It gives me a good, easy way to play my games. Uh, I have a pretty large library of Turbo Graphics and PC Engine, and so I'm happy to have a new piece of hardware that is reliable to play them on. So... Yeah, we'll probably do some more with it, and um, as soon as I get some time, I'll actually sit down and play more games. But that's how I feel about the duo. I know that Sam has nothing to add about that. I have, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Looks neat. <laughs> it's a nice I watched piece him play of Lords of Thunder, and it looked great. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a Choaniki machine. It is a Choaniki. I did play Choaniki, <laughs> and I keep forgetting about how brutal that game is. All right, next question comes from Ryan. Do you buy Pokemon cards? <laughs> what is your feeling on Pokemon card collecting slash MTG slash cards as a collecting hobby in general? Radjunk does not sell Pokemon cards. Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, somebody called earlier this week looking for Pokemon <laughs> po- cards. Um, so for all of your card needs, we refer you to Poke Charles if you're looking for Pokemon specifically. Pokemon. Um, outside of that, you know, TBS is our local card shop that's been around for forever, but Pokey Charles is our go-to when it comes to ripping packs. I don't see anything wrong with card collecting. Um, it's just like any other collecting hobby where everybody does their own thing. It is funny how bad people fiend for them. Yeah. It, it's not for me, but, you know, whatever. I saw... Yeah. I sell collectible things that are not for everyone. So, you know, I, no judgment for me. And I, I get the appeal of like opening the pack. You know, it's kind of like gambling. Oh, 100% I guess, it's gambling. For children. But <laughs> <laughs> child gambling. But I, I don't know. I, it doesn't do it for me, to be honest. I like the art on some of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Metazoo, I like ripping the packs open. MetaZoo was cool because R.I.P. MetaZoo. Yeah, R.I.P. to the ten thousand MetaZoo cards in my garage. Listen, me and my friends went on a kick gambling where we get on whatnot late at night mm-hmm. and we'd buy packs. Yeah, and I kept getting like sought after cards, and I was on a hot streak, and then it went overboard. Um, and now there's tons of them. If anybody yeah. wants to buy MetaZoo cards yeah. or trade games for them, That's I've got tons. Good way to blow several thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you got those Bigfoots. Yeah. But I mean, overall, like, I, I see the appeal. 
I think it's more yeah. interesting the people that learn to play the games. Sure. Um, like I said, the artwork's cool. It's fine. Go to Pokey Charles. Support yeah. them. Shop yeah. local. They're great. All right. What else we got? Mantel. <laughs> Mantel asks, now that Microsoft has acquired Activision, please discuss how it still won't be enough to lift Xbox out of a very distant third place in the console wars. <sighs> He's not wrong. My guy. <laughs> He's not wrong. I don't know where sales numbers are at. I don't. The fact that you're bringing up console wars in 2023 speaks volumes of you <laughs> as a person. <laughs> you're old. And the level of mediocrity that instills <laughs> oh inside God. of you. Um, <laughs> I mean. Uh. Uh, so here's the deal. Mantel really likes to talk crap about Xbox. I like Xbox a lot. It's my preferred console versus um, PlayStation. Uh, we own all of it. So yeah. if you're like me, just buy them all. Buy the game. Buy the platforms. Just buy what you like. Yeah. Buy the it's platforms whatever. that the games are on that you want to play, especially if it's games you want to play with your friends. But overall, I prefer the Xbox controller, and I really like Game Pass, and I like how Microsoft stuff is structured. Sure. I I like Xbox too. I, I just feel like No, that's called Xbox 360. Womp womp. Alright, this podcast is over. <laughs> um no, but I, I feel like there's not there's not a lot of games where you're like, yeah, I gotta I gotta get a series for I think that it's it's very few that you would oh like a series console yeah they just haven't had a lot of and you know I don't know exclusives aren't everything but they For are Sony they are yeah I mean I don't <laughs> that's know. The, that's the funny part is like everybody talks about like exclusives not mattering anymore but Sony's whole business is based on exclusives no it is but if you like those exclusives there's nothing wrong with buying a PlayStation no other no. than you're a bad person. Oh my god! But it's um, I just haven't had it. I I don't know. I guess I just haven't felt like I've had any reason to play our Xbox. That's fair. I mean, like I said, Game Pass is great, and I I like the Xbox. I just don't ever. I don't ever play it. I play my Switch more than anything. So, I like Game Pass for the ability to sit on my couch scroll through a list of games. Yeah. And if there's one that seems even mildly appealing, I can download it and try it without the feeling that like consequence of plucking down, like, you know, between 35 and $70 for certain titles. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, giving them a shot. Now, would it be cool if franchises like Halo or Forza or anything like that were like back in their natural, like, state or their original states of like awesomeness. Yeah, sure. Great. But I had a great time playing Halo and I'm probably going to pick it up again soon because I can just download it and play it via game pass. Um, I downloaded the new Forza like a week or two ago. I played it for a while. It's very good. I know a lot of people didn't like that. You had to like practice before every race, but I think that that actually helped me that they forced me down that path. Um, and the ability to play Starfield by just 
turning on my Xbox <laughs> was pretty great. So, um, I think as far as the Activision deal goes, I think that a lot of things are going to remain on PlayStation, Call of Duty, um, at least for a while. I th- think the idea of bringing some Activision games to Game Pass is great. I'm glad that Bobby Kotick is no longer there. I hope that working conditions and things of that nature get a lot better for people at Activision Blizzard. So I could see it going that way. Um, but it'll be interesting to see now that they've done some restructuring at Xbox as well, how development cycles go, the quality of games go up and then how much influence studios at Activision Blizzard have on existing Microsoft properties and where Microsoft can draw from those studios they've acquired, like at least from a knowledge transfer basis to make their games better. Wow. Is an Xbox exclusive now? (sighs) People keep saying that. Like, (laughs) I don't think there's any good way to translate wow to controller support just because of the HUD is so complex. Um, unless you literally just hooked up a mouse and keyboard to your Xbox, which you can do. Yeah. But good. No, that would be silly, but man, wouldn't it have been nice if you could just play Diablo four on game pass before buying it? Yeah, it would have been, would have been cool to not spend $70 on this game (laughs) that I barely played. Hot rods on the chat. Mm. Uh, so the evening is going fantastic. It's going swimmingly. We're getting towards the end of our Q and a section of the podcast. And, uh, we're just, <laughs> you know, this is where we record. So live Twitch chat. Thanks for hanging in there with us and feeling ignored. Um, cause we concentrate on putting this more. So out after the fact, but we love you and appreciate you. Twitch in 2024, chat. we are going to get back to streaming more. The stream room is almost like finished. Maybe we'll bring back drunk girl gaming. We are absolutely bringing back Drunk Girl Gaming. Um, we just need a day to do it. And the holidays have been wild. Yeah. All right, moving on. Mantel, buy an Xbox, not a PlayStation. Um, <laughs> Clint asks, uh, <laughs> discuss the power-up. Super Mario Brothers 3 Leaf versus Super Mario World's... Wait, did he get it backwards? Wasn't the leaf was the leaf in world or three? Um, it was definitely in world. And then the feather. Right. <coughs> well, the way he phrased the question is discuss the power up Super Mario Brothers three leaf versus Super Mario World's feather and pick which one is the greatest. Um I'm broken and can't remember which is which but i think the leaf is in three yeah no it no you're right i like the cape (laughs) in world because i like how you have to do the dipping motion to fly and mario uh, just looks so goofy yeah because he's like holding on to his butt (laughs) i don't know i mean they're both good yeah i okay if I was forced to do one all the time, I'd choose I mean, the leaf. The feather. If I had to do one just for fun and like a couple times, 
I like the cape and world, so the feather. But if we're talking about the ultimate Mario power-up, it's the fireball. Like, nothing beats the fire flower at all. I would agree with that. I would rather have That's the fire flower than the stupid invincible star. Um, plus, watching Mario change colors in the first one, like when you're a kid and you haven't gotten the fire flower yet, it's pretty rad. Um... What other power-ups are good? The boot. I only want to be in the boot in Super Mario 3. I'm <laughs> Sam's got nothing. I'm so tired and dead inside that I, I can't think of Mario power-ups, even though I've played Mario World like 8,000 times in my life. You got nothing? I Sam chooses the death mushroom. The, the, the star. star. I can just run. Just kill everyone along the way. Wow. <laughs> Is that going to be the theme for 2024? Maybe. I'm just going to, you know, superstar my way through, <laughs> through 2024. Jeez. <laughs> hey. All right. <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus Christ. I need to go to bed. Yeah, so that does it for Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for the questions. As always, if you want to ask a question, find us on the social medias and uh, ask your question. And then we'll try to... So we're going to get back into weekly recording. I don't know what day of the week it's going to be on exactly. Uh, maybe we'll do it Saturdays from the shop after work. And uh, that way we can get Molly in on it too. And it would not be... You know, 1 a.m. Yeah, exactly. It'll be earlier. <laughs> be a little more lively. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, and, uh, oh, yeah it is. It is actually 1 a.m. Yeah. So tomorrow <laughs> or tonight, rather, in 24 hours. Well, less than 24 hours. I guess like. 23 hours. No. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> Like 16 to 18 hours from now, we will be hosting emo new year's Eve at rad bar. So put on your skinny jeans and come listen to some rad music. Um, we're going to cry our way into 2024. I do want to give some shout outs this year to like rad things that you should follow in 2024. First one is extra napkins. Ian and John put on a great podcast. I listened to it religiously. They were guests at really rad weekend. Um, they talk about food. And it's great. Um, shout out to Wyatt's Wicked Goods. The greatest cookie in America. Maybe the world. It's America's cookie. It'll be the greatest cookie in the world when he makes the chili crisp cookie. I am ready. It's going to be the rad cookie. Um, it's so good. And uh, you can order cookies. They'll ship everywhere. I think he's taking a break until the 1st of January or the beginning of January. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our staff. The girls at the bar have been crushing it and they always do a great job. So Neen, Jess, Meg, Kenna, Gabby. You guys. That's all. Okay. Oh, wait, who am I forgetting? <laughs> Thank you so much for bearing with us. Uh, employee of the year is Mollusk. Even though she left us for two weeks. Maybe Molly's employee of a lifetime. <laughs> 
No, but seriously, uh, Molly is like the real MVP of the shop. She's the glue. She keeps um, it running. So it's been a really, I mean, I'm not going to say it's been a great 2023, but we made the best of it. Best as we could. And uh, there's been some ups and downs, um, you know, but we're here. Really rad weekend was good. It'll be better next year. Continuing to get better in every way. Uh, We're bringing streaming back in 2024. A lot more projects, a lot more videos. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, shameless plug, youtube.com slash radjunk, where you can check out our shorts and our long form content. Um, There's a video of Sam going over some sealed stuff on there right now. And then I have some five picks on the NES that are pretty uh, near and dear to my heart. We've got some new videos that I plan on shooting this week, I believe, um, to get some content going. And uh, anybody else that's helped out, thank you very much. Do you have anything you want to plug? I think you you about got it covered. Uh, I don't I don't think I can really add much to that. You don't watch any YouTube channels or listen to any podcasts? I mean, Extra Napkins is about it. Do you even listen to our own podcast? No. Does anybody listen to this? Don't answer that. If you do, hit the like subscribe button or whatever it is on your favorite platform. Ham horn. Do you know what a ham horn is? You on the right input? The what? You on the right input this time for ham horn? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Not changing voices. Anyway, everybody have a happy and safe new year. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, and we will see you in 2024, which is only 24 hours away. <laughs> it's 23 hours away. Um, shit. <laughs> um, if you're in town, come hang out at Rad Bar. Do emo stuff with us. Twitch chat. Thank you so much, TCB and Hot Rod. Hot Rod, Bless I know you came to the end. We will be back. Um, Hopefully hope next week. see you there. And... Shop at Rad Junk. Play games at Rad Bar. Support Really Rad Weekend. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow us on all the stuff. And uh, stay rad. Stay rad. Happy New Year.